Welcome to Rooted and Robust Podcast. super excited. Hello everyone, my name is Ozioma Anioji and this is Rooted and Robust Podcast. If you can't tell the excitement in my voice, you will know I am buzzing. And that's because I have the Money Sense Buzz on the show today. Mr. Alex Yana tries with us today. We're going to talk about money mindset, don't worry. He will tell us everything about this one. It's exciting for me and he is here on the show with us today. So welcome, Mr. Alex. Thank you so much Hi, for joining Jim. us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Quickly, before we get into money mindset, please, can you quickly tell us briefly about you? You do so much. Let's get so, to meet you. Basically, um, I think my calling is to educate the world on things that nobody teaches us about money. Mm-hmm. So I have, um, I have, I think that conversation around money is something that a lot of people are not having. And why will you not have a conversation around something that affects everything about you? And, you know, we live in this world. I don't know the currency they use in heaven, maybe praise. But in this world where we live in, the currency we use here is called money. And this money is what makes you wake up in the morning very early and sleep very late. If you live in a place like Lagos, from the time you become an adult, not even before you become an adult, from the time you have a sense of awareness, money begins to affect your life. So why is that nobody teaches you what it is, how it works and how to make it work for you? So my job, is to teach humanity to break the mind in the area of financial empowerment by helping people understand what money is, how money works, and how to make it work for them. So by that, I run an online school called Money Sense School. So basically, that's what we do in school. And I also write, you know, and I teach. I'm just a teacher of money. Maybe that yes, is the I best know. way to describe it. <laughs> yes, of course. And there is the Money Sense group on Facebook. Yes, I know that. Yeah, we have the Money Sense group, yeah. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. We are about to drink from the money sense well. All right, so we're going to get into it. The money mindset, that's what we are talking about today. So um, I'm going to allow you, I'm going to allow you to take it on from here and just give it all that you have for us today. Okay, so basically, um, there are levels to money. I have a series of methodology that helps us to study this, but um, in the way I arrange my own teaching, the first part of money that you have to treat and you have to comprehend properly is the money mindset. You need to understand how your mind works in relationship to money, right? Because there is no way you have in your pocket what you can't have in your mind. So if you don't build your mind, you will not be able to build your account. And the mind is the first place that is destroyed. It's also the first place that can be built. So in the house of a poor man, the first thing they destroy is the mind of the children. In the house of a rich man, the first thing they build is the mind of the children. So everything begins in the mind. And if you don't build the mind of the people around you, of yourself, you cannot make financial progress. If you don't build the minds of your kids, no matter how much you amass yourself, when you leave it behind and go, there will be sustainability. You know, nobody will be there to sustain what you build. Nobody will be able to expand it. Nobody will make it grow. Because the idea is by God's ordinance, every person is supposed to build for two generations. That's why the Bible says, for a righteous man, he gets what for his children's children. Your job and your duty is to 
In fact, the job of my father was supposed to be to build for me and to build so, for my children. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be. And my own job would be to build for my children and to build for the children of my children. But quite unfortunately, we have parents who are now looking up to us to build them when they could not even build for us. That means we have people who are reversing the order of God. The parents now grow old and they expect the children to now turn around and you know become their retirement plan. When you, when you were growing up, you're supposed to plan and take care of yourself such a way that you will be able to provide opportunities and leverage for your kids and the children of your kids. So mindset is very key. Now, other people, after mindset, the next thing I teach people is how to manage yourself around money. Because people talk about managing money, but I don't talk about managing money. Because money is something that is volatile. You have to talk about how to manage yourself around right? Because that's what you can control is yourself you can control. Right, so you need to know how to manage yourself. Your target should not be to manage money, to manage yourself around money. So when you get that unlocked, the next thing is to explore how to expand your potential. You're talking about your income generating capacity. You have to talk about the speed at which you make income and your ability to make large amounts of money in a short period of time. Then if you move away from that, then you talk about how to grow your money. That's where you talk about investment. Because investment is the only way you grow money. Selling is the way you make money, but investing is the way you grow the money. Okay, so you talk about preservation of the money. Okay, then preservation, you talk about transfer of money or transfer of wealth. So these are the various phases of the journey. So when it comes to mindset, um, there are a lot of things we talk about in money mindset, but we talk about maybe um, just some few things that could you know, really get you started. Now, I want you to think about your experiences when it comes to money. When you were growing up, there is what is called a significant, um, significant money experiences, right? These significant money experiences can be positive or negative. But I dare say that we have more negative significant money experiences than positive um, than positive significant money experiences. So you listening now, think about your awareness, your first introduction to the world of money. What were the kind of things that you heard? What were the kind of summons that you received from your parents, from your, you know, the people you love, from your church, from mosque from wherever it is that you found yourself one of the things you will always remember is that money was given to me on a negative side it was painted as something that was evil um, people interpreted the bible in a way that suits them sometimes they would even twist the language in a way that would confirm their own biases and their own poverty right so um, if you go on you will find out that you had a lot of experiences that will kind of confirm to you that money is hard to come by money is difficult um, sometimes just waste it. I mean, another one, you know, there are just a whole lot of that will pass across you. Now, apart from that, you also would have certain moments where you had an encounter with someone you love about money. You know, I, I was once working with a client and this guy was making good money. He was a banker and he was making good money. Well, he was always in debt. Not like he didn't have savings or he didn't have some money. He was always in debt. What that meant is that he always spent more than he had. So, um we went back memory lane because sometimes people's problem is not their income we don't just you know, okay make more money make more money that's not the root of the problem we have to get to the root of the problem so we started having digging deeper and here is what happened when he was growing up he had a significant money experience that twisted his life in a way he never recognized he had he came from a poor home i think he was the only child so the father was sick at the time they were in the village the father was very sick and you know there was no money and this was common sickness i think it was malaria just something very basic you know 
they were treating him, no money, you know. So eventually they had to take him to a community clinic or something. And, you know, they were trying to save the man's life. And the last conversation he was having, he had with his father was just always on the issue of money. You know, my son, you know how poor we are, the sickness. That's you know, always the just, language. Just, yeah, that was just the language. And it was in that conversation that the man gave up the ghost. Right. The man died. In that instance, this boy made a part. He made the one thing in that this see this money. I'm going to get money no matter what it will cost me, no matter what it will take. Right? Now that was supposed to be a very positive assertion. But unfortunately, the subconscious coding was different. The subconscious coding was that what killed the father was the money. That was the subconscious coding. Right? The subconscious coding was that what killed the father was money. So subconsciously, this guy has coded money as evil. And he has coded money as something that brings problems, something that is associated with problems, right? So he grew up with this subconscious coding. And what happens is that every time he comes into money, he will always find a way to sabotage it. Because subconsciously, what has happened is that you see money as evil. So whenever you get money, your your subconscious mind will find opportunities to expel it because it is something that is bad. Those are threatening. Right? Yes. It's just like you it is also something like maybe you have a, you had an accident in a car right you you, you have, maybe someone was driving somewhere you had an accident in a lexus g what will happen to you is that you will not if you don't code it properly you could interpret the fact that the reason why you had an accident was because you were in a lexus g so not that you had an accident that you could have probably had an accident if you were checking but you had the accident because you were in the lexus you think the lexus was too fast right or maybe because the guy jammed you guys because you people were in the next logic thought that if you were very rich people so they jammed you and that was why you had an accident you call that kind of thing in your brain what will happen is that you will always despise lexus jeep and cars like that right so these are called significant money experience and we all have had them and when i was growing up i wasn't born in privilege i, I had a very terrible you know growing up days and there were a whole lot of bad money codes that were sold to me, it has taken me all my life to uncode them, to unravel them, to you know know them for what they are, and to be able to evaluate them properly when they even you know show up in my life. You know, so you need to understand that we all have those significant moments. We all have those significant money experiences. So you need to ask yourself, what are the significant money experiences that I have had in my life that is running my life? Mm. Now as a human being, over time, there are about four things you need to pay attention to when it comes to your, to your, um, you know, to your money mindset. Number one is what I refer to as your money script, right? Money script talks about those very tiny little information about money that you have in your head. So, for everything that has to do with money, you have series of beliefs, series of concepts, series of understandings, series of notions about that thing. When it comes to savings, for example, you have series of beliefs that you can fight anybody because of it. Maybe your one is that saving is good. The other person might be that saving is not good. And when you meet somebody that says something that is contrary to your script, you fight the person to the nail. There's, there's crisis, right? And that person, when it comes to debt, there's a script. Man, debt is evil. And that person, debt is good, right? Those tiny little beliefs and notions I have of money, they are called money scripts. So you need to ask yourself, what exactly are the scripts that I have in my head when it comes to different aspects of money? 
your money scripts come together to, to form what we call your money file right so just you know imagine in your head you have books the books the tiny little books that you have the different pages of the book right they form the scripts they have things written on them so chapter one savings there are things written about savings in your head when in chapter two there are things about investment written into a script now put all that script together before a file right you have what is known as your money file so whenever i mention savings you quickly go into the, your, the file in your head right and open the file that contains savings and quickly go to the script mm-hmm. that contains the information that i'm trying to pass across if what i'm saying um conflicts with the script that you have there you will flare up yes you will disagree or you will shut down mm-hmm. right so your money file is a an aggregation of all the money scripts, all the scripts you have got. Now your money script forms your money script forms your money file. Your money files forms your money blueprint, right? Your money blueprint is more like your makeup, your money makeup. Okay, your your money makeup as a person. Then your money blueprint forms your money maps. Okay, your money map is. The thing that guides your guiding, your guiding post, your financial guiding post. So you know what a map is. A map is what leads you to a territory, right? So your 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 money blueprint has formed a territory in your mind. Okay, for me, my own blueprint is anything wealthy, anything successful, anything rich, anything that has to do with dollars, anything that has to do with moving forward progress, right? So when you have your money blueprint, your money blueprint will now create a map. That you will use to navigate life yeah. right yeah so now these things are subconscious they are there in your mind they are not things that so many people are aware of but they are real so it doesn't matter what you believe it doesn't matter what you affirm it doesn't matter how many times you go for prayer counseling and request and all of that if you don't treat these things you will always end up where you don't want to end up so if the map and your blueprints and your file and your scripts are contrary to what you're desiring in life, right? You will always end up in the place you do not want. So, your job is to begin by treating your money script. And that's by asking yourself questions. Questions. What are the things that are these things, the right things? Where did I even get the information that I have? Where did I get them from? I mean, Someone once said, if your mother is a sorry, if your mother is a poor woman and you want to become a rich woman, you don't take advice from her. That hurts. That's the truth. Right? That hurts. I mean, if your if your if your father is a poor farmer and you want to, yeah, it hurts. I mean, you don't want to take it, you will shut down. But these are conversations, heavy conversations that I like to have with people, right? If your father is a poor farmer and you want to become a billionaire, I mean, you can't take advice from him. I was um, with one of my mentors who is a billionaire, a real estate billionaire, and he started his business 14 years ago. His father was a, a school teacher and his mother was a bread seller. So you can imagine the kind of family that was. It was a family of seven. They lived in one room. And when he wanted to venture out and start a real estate business, the mother told him not to do it. And he said, I quote, if I needed to see the expression in his face, he said, in, in all my life, I have never disobeyed my mother. You know, it was those kind of, you know, I love my mother kind of. He yeah. said, in all my life, I have never disobeyed my mother. But on that very day, I was ready to put my feet down and for the first time disobey her. 
And you know what? Some years later, the mother came and said, I am sorry, my son, that I once told you not to start this empire. Right? So these are realities that you have to grapple with when it comes to your manuscript. Who is advising you? The information you have, where did you get it from? Is it the right information? Is it in, in alignment with where you want to end up? Right? Yeah. So if you become a curious questioner, if you become a curious questioner of life, what will happen is when you want to do something and something pops up in your head, that's your script, that's your money script trying to speak to you. You will now have to engage your money script in a conversation. Now, there is really nothing wrong in money scripts. The only thing that is wrong is you is you not knowing that they exist and that they influence you. There is nothing wrong because in the real sense of it, there is no money script that is absolutely bad. Okay, there is no money script that is absolutely bad. So if you want to do something, your mother tells you don't do it. What your mother is saying, in essence, if you interpret it with wisdom, is be careful, right? And somebody telling you to be careful is not a bad advice. If, if your parents were always the of telling you, hey, money does not grow on tree, yes, that is not a totally bad advice, mm-hmm. right? What I simply tells you is don't be wasteful. Don't be wasteful. And then you also remember that money does not grow on tree, but money has a tree. So you see, I just tell people this. The truth of life is not black or white. You know, the people try to interpret life as it's black or white. No, the truth of life is always in the middle. It's always gray. So I am a I am a middleman. I'm always in the middle. I try to pick from here and I pick from there because in life you can learn from God, you can also learn from Satan. So if you learn from these two entities, you become a balanced being, right? So that is why Jesus was able to relate with Satan and God because he knows his ways. He understood him and he was able to really, you know, give him, treat him the way he was supposed to be treated. If Jesus was an extreme person, it would have, it would, that conversation wouldn't have been the way it is, right? So just become a curious question of life. If something pops up in your head, you question it, question it, question it. Influence your money file, influence your money blueprints, influence your money maps, right? That's the first angle. The other thing is money culture. Money culture here talks about the, you know, culture, you know, they taught, I think social studies, they taught us culture. Culture is a way of life, the way people behave, right? So money culture talks about the way you behave towards money or the way you behave about money. You know, some people, um, they don't have, most people don't have a healthy behavior towards money. Mm. So their their behavior, their culture towards money is always not appropriate. So because of that, money avoids them or they avoid money. Mm. You know, we have a lot of people who are either avoiding money or people that money is avoiding. Because really money can avoid you. <laughs> okay. And money avoids you when you're not attractive. Mm. Okay. There are things that money loves. Money love attracting people. Money is if you want to understand money. One of the ways you have to understand how to attract money is to study how to attract a beautiful woman into your life. If you're a woman, just study how you get attracted to a to a guy. How does a guy strip you of your feet? Right? If you're a guy, study how do you get the attention of an attractive woman? I tell if as a lady, if somebody begins to chase you now, somebody begins to bang on you everywhere you go, you see him, he's just chasing you, babe, please give me your number, I want to meet you, I want to know you, what do you do? You run, mm-hmm. right? You, you run. 
The same thing with money. If you're chasing money, money will run away from you. That's why a lot of people who, who are hustling are not making money. If it's by hustle, some people should be richer than some other people. True. You don't chase money. You attract money. Right? And you attract money by who you become. Mm. So that guy, instead of that guy chasing you, that guy should understand the things you love and begin to do the things that you love. What will happen is that he doesn't even need to say a word. One day you'll be the one that will ask him, I mean, how come you're this nice and you don't even have my number? Take my number, John. Yeah. You know? It's that's how that's how it's done. Mm-hmm. Right? That's also how money works. You don't chase money, you attract money by who you become. So you need to become an attractive person by adding value to yourself, being a valuable person, you know, doing the things that money loves. One of the things that money loves is that money loves speed. If you're a lazy person, money will hit you, money will avoid mm-hmm. you because money loves speed. Right? Money loves value. If you're a person who doesn't bring value, money will avoid you because money follows value, right? <laughs> These are the kind of things that money loves. Uh-huh. So you need to begin to do the things that money loves. You need to begin to build a culture of doing the things that money loves. And also passing it across to the people that are around you. Because what's important in the thing, one of the key things that is important in things you will give to your kids is your, your character. And a part of your character is your money culture, mm-hmm. right? Um, why we have a lot of looting in Nigeria today is because of the fact that these guys that are looting, their fathers were politicians and their fathers were also criminals. Mm-hmm. So these kids grew up seeing the money culture. Yeah, the land is from their parents. Mm-hmm. So they grew up learning that, okay, the thing is when you get to government, find all the avenues to steal money. That is how you get money, right? But if they grew up in a family where... The parents is teaching them that listen, I'm a politician, but this is how I make my money. I make I don't steal people's money. I don't yeah. take taxpayers' money. I make money by my business. I'm a business. Look at Donald Trump, right? When yeah. when Donald Trump became president, Donald Trump was a multi-billionaire before he became president. So he doesn't need to steal your money True. to do anything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he's already a billionaire? He's on Forbes. He has investment. All he needs is just to use the platform of being a president to expand his reach. Yes. The reason why you get into politics is not to steal money, it is to use the platform to expand opportunities for yourself and for the nation at large. Imagine the culture, the cultural shift that we're going to have, right? Massive. <laughs> Dangote was not the first richest man in Africa from his from his lineage. His grandfather was also the richest man in Africa. Yeah. Right? right? So the culture, if you read the if you read some of the you know, some of the histories that are out. The culture was passed that in the family, nobody does politics. It's a taboo. In fact, one of the children that tried to do politics died. Don't do politics in the family. You do business. And you use politicians to further the business. That is what you do. And that is what Angote does. Angote is not affiliated to any political party. He's just a businessman. So if APC wins, fine. He will support you. If PDP wins, if Abga wins, he is just there to do his business. And that is not just in Nigeria. Angote is all over Africa. Yeah. So some people say, oh, it's because of the fact that Nigerian government is helping him. No, Nigerian government is not helping him. It's helping Nigerian government. Do you know how many jobs he's creating? Mm-hmm. Right? And if Nigerian government is helping him, how is he in other places? In Botswana, he's in South Africa, he's, he's everywhere. In fact, Dangote is one of the most popular Nigerian figures in Africa. You yeah. go to some countries, they will tell you, when you're going, this read Dangote for me. <laughs> when you get to Nigeria, you dango, they feel like you see Dangote on the road. Every day. <laughs> right? So, the function of, it's a function of culture. 
and believe. So what you teach yourself and what you teach your kids is very important. Now, you know, some people will tell you, oh, don't, don't teach your children money. Don't introduce your children to money. They will begin to steal. See, that's a culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. For me, my, I have a child of about two years plus. He already knows money. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees money every day. Because when you were growing up, you did not see money often. Yeah. Money was always something they would tie somewhere, something they would squeeze in somewhere. You don't see it often. You see it with elders. Mm-hmm. But in my house, I keep money around. I, you know, I keep, so that the boy will grow up knowing that money is not something that is scarce, something you can find. I mean, I used to see it in my house growing up. I used to touch it when I was a kid. So it's not new. Teaching that, okay, this is how you make this money by selling value to people. So when you meet people, try to see what you can do for them, the problem you can help them solve so that they can give you money. You're building a culture. Another one is your money habits, okay? All of these things still tie to your mindset because your money habits will kind of be a function of your money personality, Mm -hmm. right? We have money personality. Money personality talks about who you are when it comes to money. There are some people that are savers. They are hoarders by nature. Mm -hmm. They are only just to hold. Ah, have have you saved something? Ah, save everything, no. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. <laughs> Same, you know, they are others by nature. Then the other people that are risky by nature, those ones that are risky by nature are always trying to put their money into ah, invest in this one. Okay, it's crypto tomorrow. I invest there, it's land, but I invest. They are just investing. And because of all of that jumpy, jumpy nature, they keep losing money. The people who are savers, because of that hoarding nature, they, they will not be able to multiply opportunities, so they will need more. Then there are people who are shoppers. You know, their mm-hmm. own is that they don't spenders. invest, they don't, they just chop the legs. You know, they are spenders, they just spend. Then there are people that are debt mongers. Mm. You know, debt mongers, they love debt. They just they love to collect things on credit without paying. They just love to owe people. You know, those are debt mongers. Then we have the ostrich. Mm. The ostrich doesn't want to talk about money. You know, he, Whenever you say, I need money, George. Ah, money. Don't, don't worry, what will you be? God will take mm. care of us. What will take care of yourself? You know, all those nonsense. So, know your money personality. When you know your money personality, you be- begin to kind of know how to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. All right? So that you can explore the advantages of other personality. Because no personality is the best. You just have to know how to blend it. So you can explore the advantages of other personalities and not just live in your own shell, okay, and your own ignorance. So by the time you understand your personality, you now begin to see how your personality drives your behavior. Mm-hmm. Right? You begin to see how your personality drives your behavior. Then correct your begin to correct or become mindful of your personality so that you can correct the bad behaviors that come with your personality. Because every person every money personality has good side and bad side. Yeah. Right, and because of the fact that bad things are always more amplified, the bad side of your money percentage will always be more amplified than the good side of your money percentage. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you are a hoarder by personality, what it simply means that you will always be holding money. When money leaves your account, your heart will skip. Yes, if you want to die, mm-hmm. you know, like man, you just see so much scarcity everywhere. So you're holding for any day, so that that's that's good. It's good for you to save not to be extravagant but it's also bad when you're not when you've not become obsessive yeah and you're not able to explore options and take advantage of opportunities when everything now looks like a scam to you and you know all of that so if you are able to address these issues that are pointed out 
then you're more or less on a journey of trying to improve your money mindset. By the time you become a person that has a blend, a good touch and blend of on all of these things that I've mentioned, then your journey towards financial progress is is a short lane. True. Yes. Yes. There was something I was going to ask you initially, but I think you touched on it in Money Habits. When you were talking about the significant okay. money experience, I wanted to know how you talked about yeah. how you began to uncode some of those codes you had before. So, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I think I had a bit of it now talking about your personality and all those stuff. But I also wanted you to just talk on that because that was striking for me. Because right then I'm thinking about is like those money codes, like how do I begin to you know, unwrite these scripts that I've had all my life. Where do I Yeah. Go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I say it a lot is that everybody needs a money therapy. Mm, okay. Everybody needs a money therapy. Right? And everybody needs a money coach. It's somebody that understands, that has a very deep insight about money, that can help you to save you from yourself. Every billionaire you know has one. So, so just look for programs. Look for people, you know, then do the work yourself as well. Like I already gave a point, I sit down with yourself and ask you, I begin to ask questions. One of the ways to heal is, one of the ways to make progress is questions. Just become, a, in fact, if you can develop the habit of asking questions, you'll be amazed at who you become. How did we grow as kids? You know, we've forgotten everything that was supposed to make us successful. And that is why the Bible says, he that will enter the kingdom will have to first of all become like a child. Yeah. Children have everything we need for progress. Mm. Don't think, keep asking you questions. Yeah. Hey, he said, what's this? He said, it's phone. He said, what's phone? What do you do? He said, make call. Hey, what, do you, what do you mean by making call? Who do you call? Who are you calling? That's how they are learning. But we will become adults. We feel like asking questions is stupid. Uh, you know, and even when you go to school, it even becomes worse because in school you don't ask. If you ask questions, the whole class will laugh at you. Everyone will say, "Are you a mom? Why are you asking these questions?" So you don't, you shut down. But in life, you make progress by asking questions, right? So begin to ask questions. Anything that you're doing about money, just ask yourself, "Where did I get this from? Where did I learn this from?" Right? And as for the scripts, you have just have to go back and remember the bad times because I know we had more bad times with money than good times. An average African had a terrible time with money than, you know, than good times. I remember when I was growing up, we would always go to, you know, man, my own case was just, my own case is not an example for so many people. My own case was just so extreme. I remember then that we only only eat rice during Christmas and when there is maybe a burial or a wedding or something, you know. And I was living with my grandmother. You know, imagine you as a child, you go to you go to a ceremony and people are your your grandmother is packing rice, you know, packing rice with black nylon because you know, dragging rice, and you're sitting down as a child looking. Watching. That's why for me today, when I before I go to any event, I eat. Mm-hmm. Eat, you know, that's the still the effect of the significant money experiences for me. But I have trained, I'm now a trained mind. Yeah. I don't want to go to an event and I make the mistake of dragging rice or saying I've not eaten leave whenever I want. I don't want any nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. I also don't want to, you know, because then you, you see your see your grandmother trying to drag rice and one small boy will insult him or one person will tell him, Madam, go and sit down and all those kind of things, mm-hmm. right? So 
it could also make you that you go to an event, your friend is doing something, you get there, you will not eat because you don't shout, want to tell them, ah, okay, I'm not eating, no, so they will not tell you, you know, this has but you need to become a trained man. For, for me, another thing is when I was growing up, I didn't have a lot of shoes. Maybe I've written a couple of posts on that, right? I didn't have a lot of shoes. I, I didn't have a lot of shoes. So when I when what happened is that subconsciously I made a note that listen, whenever I grow up and can afford to buy shoes, I'm going to I'm going to I'm just going to buy. In fact, shoes will never be lacking in my life. You know, I started I started life buying shoes. That can become something else, mm-hmm. right? I was but man, then I could borrow money to buy shoes. I don't need to wear it. I could just buy it and keep. I just want to make sure that nothing will ever happen that I will need to wear a shoe and I will not have shoe to wear, mm. right? But I've trained myself now. I don't buy that much. I now give out. You know, I don't want to have them there. I give out. I, I've come to be managing myself, but it's still a thing that I enjoy because I love shoes a lot. Mm-hmm. I still buy shoes, but not as you know a stupid venture. There are some other people that own these cars when they were growing up. They didn't have a lot of toys yeah. growing up. Their mothers could not buy them toys. They would see their friends playing with toy cars, but their parents could not buy them. Toys. So when they made up that list, this is when I grew up, I'm going to buy a lot of toys. So when they grew up, they started buying all of these things, all of these gadgets, phones, um, cars. They become, they became obsessive with these things. They didn't know that they are replaying the experiences of their childhood through the denial of toys. You know, some people, they lived in a very bad house. Maybe. They were not even proud to bring their friends home. There was not their house was just a mess. So they grew up that listen. When I grow up, I'm going to my own is going to be furnishing. They will always spend a lot of money furnishing the house they don't live in. Some of them they will say, Man, I want to build a house, I will have 12 bedrooms. 12 bedrooms when you're only sleeping in one. Wow. They don't understand that yeah. these things are all money screens, mm-hmm. clean out. So all it's been the question of asking yourself, why this? Why 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 do I have this much food? Mm-hmm. in my world closet or why don't I have this much shoes why do I have this much shoes why am I this obsessed with shoes why do I buy things when I'm angry why is it that whenever money comes into my account the first thing I think of is what do I buy you know all of this behavior begin to ask yourself why you behave the way you do you know I think in the future I'll write a book called why you behave the way you do when it comes to money mm-hmm. because really it's all about the script it's everything that you do is a function of money script and that money script is a function of significant money experience and what passes for significant money experience it is any money experience that you had that was emotionally tensed mm-hmm. mm. yeah that's what significant money experience is. any so for, so for example you are going to school you ask your mother mother they said you should bring 10 naira to school your mother said there is no money there's no money can't you see that you don't have money, we are poor, and then you started crying, and then you went to school, and when you got to school, they flogged you. Yeah. That is an experience that you would think you've forgotten, mm. but it is buried somewhere yeah. in your subconscious, and mm. it will keep haunting you, right? It will keep haunting you. Some of you, some people went to school, you know, their parents will not pay their school fees. That is the reason why they are spending an obscene amount of money training their children. So they spend all the money they make paying school fees and at the end of the day they don't have any money to take care of themselves in old age. <laughs> These are all scripts. I'm always I'm always excited to have these conversations because they are real. They are things that we all can feel. Exactly. And they are not common conversations. That's the, the thing. Wow. Yeah, they are not common conversations. The important things I don't know if you've noticed but important things are not common conversations. Things that have to do with spirituality. 
how to build a happy home, good relationships, how to build health, how to make money, how to become wise. They're not common conversations. That's why the Bible says my people perish due to lack of knowledge. So if you don't want to perish, go out and get get knowledge. Or somebody will give it to you. If it were to be something lame now, it will be all over the place. My followers, I don't know how many followers I have, but if I were talking about some stupid things now, that doesn't make sense. I will have one million people following me. You know, so yeah, um, wisdom and interesting conversation that shape life usually not popular but the very few people that's also why the people that make progress in life are few i mean people who are billionaires are few exactly. if the information that would make that's you a billionaire true. was a common common conversation everybody would have become one mm-hmm. that's true part of this resistance to go seek knowledge are the people they eventually transform themselves and their lives and do something that people can look at yeah wow thank you whoa my god <laughs> Oh my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So before you go, I know you wrote a book, Money Sense book. So is it still on sale? Can people still get it? Yeah, we have the Money Sense book is on sale. That's my fourth book. I'm working on the fifth and the sixth one simultaneously. Um, people can get um, If you call my timeline on Facebook, type my name, Alex Hanacho. We have a lot of conversations. You can join my group. Money Sense um, Africa. That is yeah. the people. But if you want to get into the place where we have conversations like this on a regular basis, then you can join Money Sense School. Money Sense School is a paid platform. It will cost you about 60,000 naira per year to be in the school. You know, so um, you get to learn things. So anyone who wants to participate in, you can just let me know. Follow me on my social media handles and yeah, it will be good. Yes, and I also know you have a podcast where the world... Yeah, I have a podcast. The World Distinctions Podcast. The World Distinction Podcast, yeah. Yes, I yeah. know All right. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so, so honored and excited. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so very much for having me. I appreciate it. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Where do I even start to summarize this one? I don't even know. Is it the money scripts? The money files, the money blueprints, the money maps, the money culture, or the habits. Which one? <laughs> or is it a significant money experience? These are real conversations about money that you don't just get every day. And this is why Rooted and Robust Podcast is here. Of course, we are here to bring you the best, the best of the best content. We are here to give you value. And I'm sure we've been doing that so far. I'm sure you enjoyed this episode. I'm super excited to have brought Miss Alex on the show today. And I'm sure you got so much value. I'm sure you learned so much. This is Rooted and Robust Podcast. My name is Ozioma Anyoji. And as always, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. Bye-bye.